0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We still do not have a winner in the presidential race uh, in the United States. Uh, The uh, vote continues to be counted right now. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, who has a lead at this stage, 237 to 213, uh, he talked to his uh, folks around uh, midnight, I guess it was, or 1 o'clock, and about uh, an hour and a half or so later, uh, Donald Trump addressed uh, his little gathering at the White House last night. And notwithstanding the fact that he's uh, not in the lead, and notwithstanding the fact that there's still many, many votes to be counted, uh, he's crying foul.
1: This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop.
0: Okay, a little confusing there. Uh, the voting has stopped. It's the vote counting that uh, is continuing. But anyway, a small point, I guess, as far as the uh, the Trump folks are concerned. So, what is going to happen, and what happened last night? That's uh, it's, it's a, a fascinating story uh, about what was expected and what actually happened. Uh, it's uh, two very very different scenarios here. Joining us to talk about this and try to dissect the whole thing is Mike Armstrong, Global's uh, correspondent, who's down in uh, Pennsylvania right now, in the city of Brotherly Love, in Philadelphia. Uh, Mike, uh, it's been a long day and a long night Uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning
2: yeah thank you uh
0: it, it ain't over till it's over i think is how we finished our conversation yesterday uh and it's not over right now and uh as you told us yesterday and as a lot of the experts have been saying uh it does come down to pennsylvania right now what are you seeing and what are you hearing down there
2: yeah it's interesting joe biden when he addressed the media last night uh he went through the states that he felt he was still competitive in, and he left out Pennsylvania. He said outright, we're going to win that state, uh, this state where I'm standing. And that's because of uh, where the still uncounted ballots are coming from and when they arrived. So you, a lot of them are mail-in ballots, and the Democrats, as we know, have been pushing for weeks, telling their supporters to uh, vote by mail, get it in early. So it's expected as those votes are counted, uh, the votes are going to skew towards Biden. And a lot of the ballots that are still outstanding are in Democratic-leading counties. So here around Philadelphia, for example, we've got Delaware County, only 74% of polls reporting. Uh, Montgomery, 77 Philadelphia County, only 56 On the other end of the state, you've got Pittsburgh. So Allegheny County, uh, 70% of polls reporting. But in that county, for example, only 49% of early ballots have been counted. So that's 121,000 early ballots still to be counted just in allegheny county so as more of those counties report biden's numbers are, are still going to go up because are, they're going to go up considerably because those are very populous counties there are some places where donald trump is still waiting for votes in republican-leaning counties but those are smaller and that said they will still tamp down sort of some of uh, biden's gains that are going to come
0: And maybe you could explain uh, why this is taking so long. And and, uh, as we understood, as as we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, Mike, uh, the federal government does not run the federal election. It's all done by the states, of course. And different states have different regulations. And my understanding is uh, a number of the states that are still uh, tallying the votes right now, uh, it's because those legislatures said, for instance, you mentioned about the early balloting or the the, the mail-in ballots, uh, they don't get counted until everything else is counted in some situations. Is that what's going on in Pennsylvania?
2: Yeah, it's a little surreal. Some counties in Pennsylvania started counting the uh, or processing the mail-in ballots yesterday morning and then counting them when the polls closed. Others only started processing them uh, after polls closed and then started counting them. Some of them are only getting to them today. Uh, So there really is no sort of statewide uniform system. It's up to county officials. So it's not only that there's no national way of checking them, there's also no statewide way of checking them either. And one of the things that's made it really complicated here in Pennsylvania is that this is the first time they've had uh, no excuse voting. So in past elections, voters had to ask, like request a mail-in ballot and have a reason. Uh, So not so in this election. And the result of that is that they've gone from 290,000 people who voted early in 2016 to 2.5 million. So that's a a huge jump. And, And bringing in that no excuse voting... There have been a ton of growing pains and a lot of fighting over how to do it. Um, among the things they've already gone to court over and may go back to court over, they've got this three-day window where postmarked ballots can still arrive after Election Day and be counted. That's right up until Friday at 5 p.m. They did away with a condition where signatures on the mail-in ballots had to match uh, what county officials had on record. There was sort of a recognition that people don't always sign exactly the same way. So they said, let's not check that. And this is the one that the Republicans are probably going to fight over the most, uh, potentially. Uh, if the postmark is in doubt, uh, say the, where it says November whatever is smudged, they decided to give the benefit of the doubt to the voter and count that ballot. So you can expect a, a legal challenge around that as well.
0: And, and you've got those going on. I, I, I know you're talking about, uh, I guess, not too far from where you are in Montgomery County right now. Uh, and you, you warned us, I know, yesterday, Mike, you said if it's close, the lawyers are going to take over. And that seems to be the case here.
2: Yeah, Montgomery County, this one's really interesting, and it sort of shows you how uh, granular these battles can be. Uh, Montgomery County, they're fighting over 49 ballots. Uh, County officials, uh, there was a Republican motion yesterday questioning whether county officials were in effect pre-canvassing mail-in or early ballots. So what they were doing is they were checking uh, the envelopes on mail-in ballots to make sure they had a signature. If the person had forgotten to sign it, they would potentially, they'd call the person and say, hey, we see a mistake on your ballot. Would you like to fix it? Uh, they, they were also weighing envelopes uh, to make sure that the outer envelope had a second envelope, the secrecy envelope has to be on the inside. And again, contacting the person saying, we think there might be a mistake. So the suit filed yesterday uh, by the Republicans argues that election officials aren't supposed to check ballots, aren't allowed to check ballots until Election Day, and that they were, in effect, almost opening the ballots. Uh, and as a result, they're counting ballots that it would have otherwise been thrown out. So that motion is an attempt to disqualify those mail-in ballots, 49 in all. Another super interesting fight, Lancaster County. Uh, officials there are saying they're not going to be adding the ballots that arrive today, tomorrow, and Friday in their totals. They're saying they're not going to put them in their numbers, that they have the authority uh, under the law, uh, to not include them for now, because those, and in their opinion, those ballots could be thrown out by the U.S. Supreme Court. So basically the legal fight here in Pennsylvania is really, really just beginning.
0: Yeah, but as, To that point, though, I, I thought that battle had already been won uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Supreme Court actually ruled on this twice and reaffirmed that ruling. Uh, is there a chance they may go back a third time now that there's an extra person on the court?
2: That's what everybody expects, because uh, some of the things, or the, the when they went to the Supreme Court, uh, it was over that three-day extension, and yeah. the Supreme Court uh, sort of deadlocked 4-4, because they only have uh, eight justices at the moment. Now they've got that ninth justice, Amy Coney Barrett, and so there's an expectation that they'll try again.
0: And how devastating would that be to, to the biden and the democrats if that ruling to come down we're not just talking about those 49 b- ballots that you mentioned in montgomery yeah. county we're talking about a substantial amount of writing ballots
2: it's it's hard to say how big a difference it would make but it, it is an attempt to disqualify uh ballots to disenfranchise voters so you can expect the uh, democrats to fight tooth and nail over that
0: Mike, just I want to back up just a little bit and get your read on on what you saw last night as it was unfolding there was a lot of speculation uh well even as early as yes or as late as yesterday uh, that places like Texas and Florida and Georgia were going to be in play and uh it turned out and even the Carolinas were going to be in play and and you know they may not even need Pennsylvania uh, none of that happened uh, a, a, a lot of the stuff that the Democrats were supposed to have accomplished yesterday including s- switching and, and flipping some of these seats that uh, uh, some of the the republican senators that held for a long time none of that happened either is there a sense of disappointment there that uh, that they, these expectations were never met
2: i'm glad i'm not in the polling industry how's that yeah, that's for I, sure. I mean <laughs> you're going into yesterday
0: it, it appears that in
2: the last minute that uh, biden's taken the lead in wisconsin and michigan uh, but th- those were really in doubt last night it felt like uh, whereas in the polling going into yesterday, uh, Biden was up seven points in Michigan and 11 points in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so it, it almost felt like those weren't going to be very com- uh, competitive. They ended up being very competitive, but it, it's really interesting to watch where the votes come in from. Like that's been the, the most important thing as the ballots are counted. Uh, as the metropolitan cities you know, submit their numbers, Biden gets th- a lot of those votes. The, the, Proportion, highest proportion of those votes, and then as the rural communities give their numbers, it really does look like um, Trump gets those ones. Uh, they they turn uh, red, um, and as far as polling goes, I'll tell you one thing: pretty much everywhere I've been over the course of the last three weeks on the road and speaking to hundreds of people, I can't tell you how many people told us, "Oh, I love getting calls from pollsters. I love lying." Uh, that was mostly Republicans, but they. I don't know how big an impact that has. But we heard it over and over, people saying, I don't tell the truth to pollsters."
0: But you told us that yesterday, I and mean, because you know, as I say, you've been on the ground a lot, and you've been talking to folks, some of the folks that you talked to four years ago as well, and, and you told us yesterday morning that uh, there was a lot more f- support for Trump than the polls seemed to indicate, uh, and and maybe it is because they were lying. I don't know, but uh, I think that shocked an awful lot of people when you look at, at some of those the numbers, especially in Michigan and, and Wisconsin and places like that, uh, that suggested that uh, that they had a shot at this. And uh, uh, it, just, it just never materialized this year. So, again, yeah, you're right. This is It's a fool's game anyway to try to predict these things, but, boy, they were really off this time. And the last time and the last time <laughs> uh and on and on it goes but it, what's fascinating about this is we were watching the coverage on global last night uh when you look at those electoral maps and and your your point's absolutely right and i think Pennsylvania uh, is really a microcosm of what we've seen in just about every other state race, too. Uh, blue for the Democrats in in all the major cities. Uh, you know, a little circle around those cities where there seems to be the support for the Democrats. And m- most of the rest of the state uh, is red. The rural areas, the small towns, uh, they're going Republican. And that seems to be the case in, in Pennsylvania now, too.
2: Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you, you feel it on the ground. Uh, at one point, we drove sort of from Scranton over to uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, I, and in Scranton, it was, there might have been more Biden signs, maybe more Trump signs, somewhere around 50-50. And then in Lancaster, I'll be honest, there weren't a whole lot of signs, maybe more Trump signs. But when you drive through the countryside uh, and you, you drive from Scranton down to Lancaster, it might have been 20-to-1 Trump signs. Like there's no comparison. You, you didn't. I was driving the cameraman I work with, Barry. We were driving and and we'd point out the Biden signs. We wouldn't point out the Trump signs because they were everywhere. So, uh, so you really do feel that sort of cleavage in the in the in this country.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Pennsylvania situation again, as you say, because it, it, the lawyers are involved in this right now. There's a challenge already, well, the one at Montgomery you just talked about, but the possibility of this other challenge about these v- battles that uh, they thought they were going to be able to count uh, right up until Friday. Uh, when is this going to get resolved? I would, I would think that they want to get this in front of the courts sooner than later to try to get some numbers out.
2: Yeah, well, it's funny because the Secretary of State has been warning us for days and days that she didn't expect to have most of the ballots counted until Friday. So that warning has been out there. The Secretary of State had a press conference last night uh, telling us to wait, be patient. The governor put out a video last night saying, please be patient. The, then the governor had a press conference last night saying, please be patient. So it's hard to know when the count's going to be finished, and it's impossible to know how uh, how many legal challenges, how much legal wrangling there's going to be, and how quickly that sort of uh, sifts it, its way through the state courts up to the supreme court but it's clear this is far from over
0: and and again we saw trump we just played the clip uh, just before you joined us here but his little speech last night uh, suggesting this whole thing was fraudulent and we we pretty much knew that was coming he was pretty much saying the only way he was going to lose is if you know there was fraud that was taking place Uh, but to argue that case uh, for his lawyers to argue that case does there have to be some 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 proof of that or can he just make an accusation and the court would have to evaluate that
2: It's funny, because if you watch what Donald Trump said,
0: the legal challenges that are coming won't have anything to do with what he said. He was
2: saying we we can't count ballots that are being cast after the election. That's not what's in play here. Uh, The the only argument is over uh, not when ballots were cast, because they're going to count ballots that were cast uh, on Election Day or before. They're fighting over mail-in ballots and things like that. So it really won't be based on what Donald Trump said at all last night. It's. It's very interesting. He he was a little I don't want to say out of touch, but his what he was what he was saying last night was not the real situation.
0: And, and that's where the argument is going to be. But it's, it's fascinating to focus in again on the, on the Pennsylvania situation. Uh, the governor the and, as you mentioned, the attorney general have both been adamant about this, that every vote is going to get counted. Uh, so if there is going to be a court battle on this, it's not just going to be, I guess, Biden and the Democratic lawyers that are going to be fighting about this. Uh, it looks like uh, the, the governor and the, and the attorney general in that state are going to be arguing against what the the Republicans want to do as well.
2: Yeah, and the attorney general has been uh, quite uh, open in recent days. Uh, He was accusing the uh, president even two days ago of actively trying to undermine the election. Uh, He was saying, and this actually got the backs up of Republicans, he was saying that uh, if all the votes are counted in Pennsylvania, Donald Trump will lose. And that's why he's trying to subtract as many votes as possible from the process. Uh, they were saying that should the uh, Attorney General really be saying something like that, it sounds like his mind is already made up. Uh, but uh, the Attorney General seemed to be angered by some of the things that Donald Trump's been saying, for example, that, that bad things happen in Philadelphia, stuff like that. Uh, but Josh Shapiro, the Attorney General, he, he, he points out that uh, Trump's lawyers were 0-6 against him going into Election Day, uh, so he was confident that they'd be able to win going
0: forward. Part of the problem here, I guess, uh, as far as the Democrats are concerned, is uh, you've got a Republican state legislature in Pennsylvania. You've got a a Democratic governor, a Democratic attorney general, obviously. Same scenario as they have in Michigan. Uh, So it's the political infighting within the state that really seems to be fanning the flames there, isn't it?
2: Yep, and that's one of the reasons the whole bringing in of this no-excuse balloting has been so difficult. They just fought tooth and nail. Uh, every step of the way. The Republicans actually last night demanded that the uh, um, Secretary of State resign. The Secretary of State in her press conference last night argued, no, they're the ones that should resign because they're the ones trying to disenfranchise people. So it's a war of words and it's a legal battle as well.
0: Uh, and it's not over yet, and it may not be over for a couple of days yet to come. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for your reporting on this. It's uh, very, very difficult to try to get some clarity on this, and we really appreciate you jumping in here and and shedding some light on this. Uh, stay well, stay touch, and uh, we'll I'm sure talk again when we get some resolution of this.
2: <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thanks.
0: Take care. Mike Armstrong, of course, Global National, who's down in Philadelphia, uh, the battleground of Pennsylvania, which has yet to be resolved, as has Michigan. And, uh, well, there are a number of states that are still in play. We're going to continue our coverage in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Still keeping an eye on uh, what's going on south of the border. Uh, No winner declared, of course, in the presidential election. Uh, As it stands right now, Joe Biden with 237 electoral college uh, votes, uh, Donald Trump with 213 Uh, Notwithstanding those numbers, of course, uh, early this morning uh, when Donald Trump addressed uh, some of his supporters in the White House, uh, he was claiming fraud and actually claiming victory, notwithstanding the fact that he's not ahead in any of these key races right now. Uh, Joe Biden, on the other hand, as reporter Andy Field uh, tells us, is telling his supporters, be patient. Former Vice President Biden addressing a drive-in crowd. Horns blaring support despite the no-decision election night. It's going to take time to count the votes, we're going to win Pennsylvania. The Biden campaign disappointed they are down in Florida and Ohio, but hopeful several hundred thousand mail-in ballots will give the critical Pennsylvania electoral votes to Joe Biden. Andy Field, ABC News, Wilmington, Delaware. So what happened and what's going to happen going forward? Uh, Pleased to welcome a couple of our favorite guests to to come in and talk about this today. Laura Babcock, uh, president of Power Group, joins us. Laura, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. And uh, also Brian J. Caram, of course, executive editor of Sentinel Newspapers and a political analyst on CNN. Brian, great to have you back with us. Thanks so much for the time today.
1: Sure. Glad to be here.
0: Let me ask you, Brian, if I could start with you. Uh, the expectation was that uh, this big blue wave that uh, that we had talked about through these Great Lake states, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and uh, and uh, Minnesota to a certain extent, uh, was supposed to carry Joe Biden to a pretty comfortable victory, maybe even picking up Texas or Georgia or maybe even Florida. Uh, that's not happening. I mean, we're in a, a, a nail fight. right? I took the nail fight right now. What, what happened yesterday?
1: Well, I don't think the Biden camp ever really thought they would have Texas. They, I think uh, Florida was more realistic or Georgia. But their big blue wave they're saying is the big blue wall. The early votes that uh, in those states that have yet to be counted uh, are, are indeed mostly Democratic votes, and they come from the uh, urban centers. And so they're counting on those to carry those states that they need. For victory, it was telling that they kind of uh, last night. I don't think I've seen. think think Fox declared it actually that uh, he had won Arizona, which is a big. You know, that would be a big flip for uh, Joe Biden and uh, his path as the votes continue to get counted widens his path to 270. Um, anyone who really kind of looked at this uh, election, I I don't think I ever saw a big blue wave. I thought I saw an opportunity for the Democrats to. Uh, get close or recapture the senate but that may have to wait till uh, the Georgia runoff in February uh, if they can pull it off then but the more legitimate concern and where they spent most of their time of course is trying to unseat Donald Trump and uh, that's why Donald Trump has had this strategy for the last few weeks of discrediting the election discrediting the early votes calling it a hoax and and saying that, you know, no vote should be counted after midnight last night because he knew that that was where he was most vulnerable in the Rust Belt states and that those early votes could could damage his attempt for a re-election. Pennsylvania, for example, their rules in their state, they could not begin counting those early votes until after the polls closed last night. So they said at the beginning it was going to take two to three days to count all the votes and to sit tight. He didn't want to do that. He's won Trump doing the electoral math, looked and saw where he won in uh, 2016 and where he was most vulnerable in 2020. And that's why he's been gaslighting us for the last two weeks about the election, fearful that he's going to lose.
0: Laura, Joe Biden may still end up in the White House, as Brian just mentioned. I mean, there's still counting going on, and and these are urban centers where the Democrats seem to be strong. Notwithstanding that, though, it had to be a disappointment for for Biden and the Democrats. There were pretty high expectations uh, that even if he wins the White House, all those expectations have not been realized.
3: Well, Biden might win, but the fight for the soul of America has been lost. People were hoping this would be a historic repudiation of Trump. And it wasn't. We are seeing that a lot of Americans are perfectly okay with him as Commander-in-Chief, despite him being immoral and the corruption of his government and the destroying of democratic norms and all of the other things and the lies that we have all witnessed for the last four years. So the world is waking up a little bit in shock at the fact that so many Americans delivered a verdict on Trump that said, yeah, we're good with this. So the soul of America is not Joe's vision of the soul of America, the bright, shining city on a hill, or this 1950s idea. The soul of America seems to be that in their own self-interest, a lot of people are just fine with a president behaving the way that Trump does. So that that's difficult. In terms of expectation setting for the Democrats, they were getting into a bit of a delusional euphoria, the thought of it being a rout, and that was being promoted by a lot of people. And so, yeah, if you thought that this was going to be easy and that it was going to be an indictment of Trump, then you woke up disappointed. But the fact is, this was what the Biden camp kind of thought it was going to look like. This is why we've all got to just hold our powder dry until Friday, and then we'll know what we know.
0: To that point, Brian, your, your thoughts on that. Uh, there, As Laura said, there was, a, uh, I think, a feeling from those of us just as observers in this whole situation to think, well, you know what, they got to get rid of this guy. He's screwed this pandemic up. You know, over th- almost 300,000 people now have died as a result of this. Uh, this is going to be his reckoning. Uh, half the country seems to think this guy's doing a pretty good job. Actually, they like him a lot. Uh, is it the no, fake I, news I, syndrome? I don't it, think so,
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't think... The soul of the country was was lost, or that we've shown the world that we have no soul. I think what it shows is that Americans are deluded by uh, you know its appearance versus reality. He didn't win last election the popular vote. More than fifty percent of the people in this country don't think that Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Well, it is you know the savior that he pretends to be. The soul of the country isn't in peril. What's in peril in the United States is the soul of democracy. And um, if the majority doesn't rule, then you don't have a democratic country. And that's what's in peril. And that's the real challenge to the rest of the world. You know, the people who have been fighting him for four years are continuing to fight him. More than 50 percent of the people in the United States know what Donald Trump is. It's how the democracy is set up with the Electoral College that uh, inhibits the ability to keep Donald Trump at bay, and that's what's been exposed in the United States, is the, uh, the an- not anarchy, but just the archaic nature of the democracy and the uh, electoral college. If you don't get rid of that going forward, you're going to continue to have this problem. In the 20th century, and in fact in the last 20 years, we have elected in the United States twice, uh, to the office of president, someone who did not win, if, if Donald Trump wins again, that has not won the popular vote. I, I mean, it was George Bush and now Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's coming back as, a, uh, as someone who is not only There's history, history for you. He's the first uh, president to be impeached to run for re-election. I don't think that the votes are there for Donald Trump. I could be wrong. But if they aren't, and and uh, we end up with Joe Biden as president, then that speaks, you know, then okay, maybe the soul is back. But the archaic nature of this democracy and the electoral college—you have to address that fact at some point in time. And also, you have to address the fact that in the United States, the two-party system does not address the soul of the nation. If you're looking at a country. Where the two top people running for office are aging septuagenarians with bladder control problems. There's the problem. We couldn't find two better candidates than what we've got. There are people that voted for Donald Trump who didn't vote for him because they think he's the greatest thing in the world. They voted for him because they think he was better than, than Joe Biden. That doesn't mean that you've lost your soul. What it means is you've got to get better candidates. Going forward, the United States needs to look itself squarely in the mirror and figure out what it is that we want out of the people who run for office and do the two parties adequately represent the people of the United States. We have sat complacent for far too long because we're fat, contented, and happy sitting where we are and have not readdressed the fundamental problems of the United States politically. It has nothing to do with a soul. It has everything to do with
0: political will. With that in mind, though, what change is going to happen, though? I mean, obviously, as, as Brian mentioned, Laura, uh, they had a shot at, at overtaking the Senate. That's probably not going to happen, although Brian's point's well taken. There's going to be a runoff uh, in Georgia, and that could change things, but that's not going to be till February. But I, I want to ask about game plans, because we're, as Brian mentioned, you know, we, we talked about the big blue wall, and Biden had anticipated that it was going to be won or lost in these states that are still in play right now but this is trump's playbook too i mean he basically said let's keep this close then i'm going to run to the courts and that seems to be the plan
3: sure and i agree with so much of what brian said about the archaic and completely ineffective electoral college i I think that's long past its, it's useful thing if it ever was useful uh, and I also agree that their democracy is, uh, that they're in a fight for their democracy. Joe Biden made it about the soul of America, and the view from outside of America is probably quite different this morning than it is inside the country. But in terms of game plan going forward, Trump always litigates. It's his, it's his modus operandi. It's what he's comfortable with. And he feels as though he's got the court, although I'd be very it'd be a I think a very good indication of that the American democracy can still stand up at least that branch the judiciary if he does try to go and say listen I don't want these votes counted and they come back and say well too bad because that's how it works that's how the state laws work and this is not 2000 where it was about a recount of votes this is about counting the votes that were legally submitted and I don't him winning that at the Supreme Court, despite the fact that he might have packed it or he's got his his Republican advantage on there. I think that would really send a terrible message that the judiciary has any real value if they ignore legal arguments completely in fealty to this president. So his idea of going right to the Supreme Court isn't really practical. And I don't actually think that he would win there. What it really comes down to is he's going to try to push people to say, listen, if we don't know right away, then it can't possibly be correct. And he's powerful at that narrative and his propaganda is very powerful. So I don't think that this is going to be an easy process, even if we see Biden get a couple of three or three of those swing states. Even if Biden gets the electoral college, it's going to be tough.
0: But some of the justices. Yeah, your lips are... to God's ear. I hope <laughs>
1: <laughs> that they ignore that the judiciary ignores them. I that, I think that's probably one of the uh, biggest bones of contention in all of this. And hopefully, where if if American uh, democracy is sound, then that will happen. If American democracy has been subverted, and it is no longer the United States' shining city on the hill then we're going to be staring at a really ugly situation in the next few weeks. Yes.
0: The, the concerning part of that, though, of course, is a, c- a couple of the justices already, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, have already basically uh, echoed what Trump has said. They don't think votes should be counted after uh, Election Day itself, uh, which kind of gives you an idea as to where they're going on this. Uh, so, you know, are they even going to well, listen to arguments like, in a situation?
1: Give them a couple of... Give be- Gorsuch... <laughs> <laughs> you know, i still like beer give kavanaugh the beer and maybe he'll come the
0: other way <laughs> if it gets to that point uh, it's it's going to yeah. be a, a heck of a battle though because of what's happening here because uh, it's not if it does go to the courts it's not just uh, the biden and democrats that are going to be fighting this uh the attorney general of pennsylvania the governor of pennsylvania are adamant that every vote is going to be counted so uh this is this is going to be a knife fight
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and would we expect any less <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, we're talking yeah. about America and they fight uh, they fight hard and they fight to win and that, if it's a fair fight in the courts then it's a fair fight in the courts. but I think what we're all watching for is
1: fairness right yeah it's, it's, but the the very concept of the United States every vote counts and subverting that it's not as you said it's not a recount it's just counting. And the uh, Supreme Court has already said, the U.S. Supreme Court already gave Pennsylvania the three days uh, to to count their votes. Now, there are three lawsuits, I think, that are still in court in uh, Pennsylvania from the Republicans. I think there's one or two in Wisconsin or one or two in Michigan. They're going to fight it. It doesn't look like they're very successful or actually will be. But I have some personal awareness of this situation Because Donald Trump tried to yank my press pass, and I sued to get it back. I'm still in court with him, Because even though I continue to win, because he has the ability to uh, come back and appeal the decisions. And Donald Trump will do that and run out the clock. And then if you look at this scenario, if the the vote count is there, and uh, Biden has the votes, then at some point in time, Donald Trump will have to face that. And he will try to cut a deal because that's what Donald Trump does, because at the end of the day, Donald Trump has about a billion dollars in debt. And he's also staring at being, you know, uh, indicted by uh, the Southern District of New York on state charges, not federal. And he's going to have to face that. So if the votes are there, then at some point in time, Donald Trump, who has the survival instinct of a New York sewer rat, is going to come back and go, all right, how do I negotiate myself out of this? And Absolutely. that's what you're going to have to wait. But, but first, you've got to
0: get the votes counted. I uh, got about a minute and a half left here. I want to get a quick read from both of you. Uh, there were f- some minor skirmishes in some of the downtown areas uh, last night, uh, but this thing is yet to be settled. Is, is there a concern? Uh, Brian, I'll start with you, and then you, Laura, you can finish off. Uh, is there a concern about violence and about uh, uh, reaction when the courts rule on this and, and they say this is the way it's going to be, no matter what the outcome is?
1: Yeah, sure. They've got major cities in the U.S. boarded up. They were expecting mm-hmm. riots and problems last night. They didn't materialize yet because as of yet, the vote hasn't been counted. And I think that's going to be part of the negotiation as well. If Biden ends up with the you know, majority of the votes and has the electoral college, at some point in time, he's going to say, look, Donald Trump, you know, we can go after you hard or we can go after you soft. You know, there's going to be some negotiation with that, and Donald Trump is going to have to decide whether or not he wants his minions to fight or not. I... I think they're already triggered. There will be some outbreaks of violence, but ultimately I don't believe that there's going to be as much violence as uh, some are predicting because, bottom line, everybody wants to take their kids to soccer practice, and, and the cost of that is too high in the United States for continued violence to be sustainable. Violence is, in the United States, periodic and common. We have mass shootings. We have people get killed all the time because of all the guns we have here. That's not going to change. But any massive uprising, I don't think we'll see. Laura?
3: I think that Trump is going to have to listen to the Republicans, the Chamber of Commerce, the people who own businesses who say, listen, getting, you know, getting some of these militias whipped up uh, to prove a point or to take out frustration is bad for our business, bad for the economy. And that's the only reason some of us voted for you, according to the exit polls. It was about the economy. So I think uh, they're going to put the pressure on him. Hopefully it won't be as bad as the worst we've seen. But let me say, watching them board up the main streets in the U.S. for an election in a democracy, pretty chilly.
0: Uh, Thanks, guys, so much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We may be doing this again tomorrow morning uh, still with no results. So we'll see how this plays out uh, in the courts and certainly as the count continues through the course of the day. Uh, Brian, Laura, thank you both for this. greatly appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Sure, anytime.
0: Laura Babcock, president of Power Group, and Brian J. Karam, of course, executive editor of Sentinel Newspapers and a political analyst on CNN. Uh, Still waiting for the numbers to come in, and uh, hasn't been a whole lot in the way of movement uh, with the counting that's going on. Biden at 237, Trump at 213. 270, of course, is the magic number. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.